Docking number ending, 1960. Welcome back. It is time to go on the docket. This week on the docket. All right, it is Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Matt and I are on our way to the Oregon Diner. This is a live docket. Tom actually does not know that we're recording this. We're going to send it to him. It's kind of a coup. It's kind of a coup. Yeah, we're like fighting back against Tom. Tom Tom's is, claim that we're not allowed to dock it outside of the, the that studio. That it won't work. That it won't work. But we're out to prove him wrong. We are out, and I hope that we do. And, uh, yeah, it's a very special docket. We're going to go to the Oregon Diner. We're going to eat some diner food. We're going to watch the Sixers game. We hope they win. And uh, Matt, playing the Celtics. Do you think the Sixers going to win this game, Matt? You know what? I do. Okay, I yeah. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to do it. I think that J.J. Redick is going to be, like, wide open at the last minute of the game. They're going to give him the ball smartly, and he's going to sink a three to win it. I do. Um, so but I'm also thinking that – I am thinking that JoJo's not going to have his, his normal game. I, okay. He's playing against a, a, a top – Big man defender in Al Horford, so I think I think JoJo is going to be a little off, and I think it could be the deciding fact. It could be a deciding factor in this game. Do you think he'll score like twenty-one ish points? Yeah, well, what's he normally average like thirty something? Ah, like the average is thirty. Probably average. He's like in the high twenties. He'll probably yeah. be in the low twenties. I also think free throws are going to be key. I agree. We're going to have to make free throws. You, I think you. You're go- we're going to have to make our three for Now, watch out. There's a weird merge happening up ahead of you. Did not turn the ball over. I'm excited to see Bobby and Toby, you know, the Bobby-Toby show. Yeah. It's very exciting. Um, so, anyway, guys, enjoy the show. Uh, sometimes some of our listeners, notably Kyle, likes to text every time there's a jump in the podcast due to editing. So, just know we're, edit- we're, we're recording this in part, so... You may hear us at the diner, and then the next thing you know, you may hear us at the Sixers game. We're not going to record little interstitials. So this is a live night with me and Matt, and uh, we hope that we get good diner food. We hope the Sixers win, and, uh, you know, let's, let's, go, let's go 76ers. Let's go Sixers. Chapter 1. All right, Matt, we're at the Oregon Diner for a little docket pod that Tom always said would never work. Pre-Sixers? Pre-Sixers game. Yeah, we're going to see Sixers Celtics tonight. Pretty exciting. Can't wait. You're disappointed that Kyrie's not playing, right? I am. Are you? I am disappointed. Because, I mean, you, Hi guys, you want to see. You? Oh, Hi, good. How are you? Good. Uh, something to drink? Um, can I have a club soda? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm fine with water. Do I want your one? Please. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, I've never seen Kyrie play. It's always fun when you see stars play. Agreed. I think that's a total, that's a NBA and I think a Major League Baseball thing. Um, I'd say it's much more of an NBA thing right. for me. I, I, I don't think I've ever gone out of my way. Like, I've wanted. You want to like, see I, good I, teams. Like, I would like to see Mike Trout play, but, like, I wouldn't pay a ton of money to, like, watch an Angels game just to see him. But, like, the NBA, like, so I would go, I went to the most Sixers games during the process era because I was, like, it was cheap and you could see other, yeah. other teams. Like, I remember I went and saw and play Houston the first year they had Dwight and I was like this is great like I can see Dwight Howard and James Harden and James Harden play so it was a little bit of an unfair question because I know you've seen Jordan like once in, in the modern okay so the famous was, you the most, crossover most famous I literally was like 
I felt like I met a celebrity when you told me that you were at the crossover games. <laughs> like, that is one of the most incredible things that I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, it was pretty exciting, I'm not going to lie. So who, so obviously Jordan is the best player you've ever seen live. Okay. Who's the second best player that you've ever seen live? I mean... Is it, it Joe Cap? I mean, at this point, I mean, I, I've seen AI play. Okay. But I think a lot of people... Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I saw Barkley play on his little. Okay. So that was Sixers. Who else did I see? You know what? I'll have to think about it and get back to you. What about you? Um, LeBron. I saw. LeBron. Oh yeah, you, in LA. I saw LeBron play in LA and classic game. I saw him become the fifth all-time leading scorer. That's fun. So that was pretty exciting. And, um, I mean, Harden, I'd say, was probably the other, like, modern star. What's Harden like in, in uh, person? Uh, more impressive than he is on TV. I didn't see him, like, flop or anything. But, like, his footwork looks real. And the best thing, also, with the process era was, like, you could get such good seats for, like, no money. So, like, I sat, like, six rows behind the basket. And you can really, like, notice a difference in his footwork, like... I would watch him. Like, he, like, it was kind of like when you see like Muhammad Ali like shuffle and like you can't kind of believe what you're seeing with your eyes. Like I would watch him and I was like, this is nuts. Like what's he doing with his feet? Like how does anybody defend this guy? When and it was, when it was also a great night because Nerlens, who we were very excited about that year, had like an awesome in-your-face block on uh, on Dwight. Like he went up in his face and like the whole stadium went crazy and we're like, Nerlens is the process, man. When you, when you do watch Harden play, even on TV... When he, when they get in the ISO, and he's he's got the ball in dribbling, he's very quick with his feet. Yeah, it's like you really notice. It's it's really impressive. What are you looking at here, Matt? I don't know, man. Thinking of, you're you're getting what some disco fries? Is that, is that what oh, I have to ask if they have them. I mean, I see they have cheese fries, so I don't know if they actually do them. But What's on disco fries? It's just like brown gravy and, and cheese. See, I was thinking a little, like, bacon. No, I mean, I don't think they, I mean, they definitely probably do not. I mean, they might. We can, we can ask. Look at patty melt is always, is always interesting. Patty melt, okay. Yeah, I'm going to do a brief. Chapter 2. Because at one point you're looking pork, then you went beef. I know. Um, um, the spinach and mushrooms, man, man, that sounds think great. So? Do you like spinach? I do. I would say spinach is the number one thing I cook at home. Like I'm perpetually buying bags of spinach. You sauté it, right? Saw what? Sauté it. Oh yeah, I do. I sauté it. I've never cooked it any other way. I, I'm a big Brussels sprouts guy. Um, I don't like the consistency of them. Like I don't like a thick vegetable. You know. I love Brussels sprouts. Are we recording? Don't worry about it. Okay. Just talk as if you're having a regular time. I love it. Um, you like Brussels sprouts? I love Brussels I don't like sprouts. A, I don't like fleshy vegetables. Brussels sprouts are my favorite. Is my favorite uh, fried vegetable. Oh. Do potatoes count as a vegetable? I say no. Then, like a, I mean, they potato. are, but like not Isn't really. a starch? Yeah, but a starch isn't a thing. Like you're either like animal, mineral, vegetable, fruit, you know. So I think it's a vegetable. But either way, it's a nightshade, technically. Um, I'd say spinach, then. I I eat a lot of spinach. It tastes great. 
Are we getting really into cooked tomatoes, too? Yeah. Just like just stewed tomatoes? Uh, sometimes I stew them, you know, sometimes I bake them. I have a... So, when I make a... Uh, I eat egg whites okay. for breakfast. Love egg whites. In the morning. Yeah. And I sometimes I'll cut up a tomato. Okay. And, and sprinkle it over top of it. Do you make an omelet or just scramble it up? Uh, sometimes, yeah. T- today, I just scrambled it up. But yesterday, I threw some peppers and onions in there. Yeah. And threw, topped it with some tomato. Mm. So I've been eating egg whites instead of the, the regular egg, the yolk. I did Whole30 once. And during that time, I got really into making egg white omelets. And I'm still making quite a bit. But yeah. I'll do the same thing. Egg whites, kind of like whatever vegetables I have around. Mm-hmm. I also like making an omelet because it's like a personal challenge to see if you can get Trying the flip. Trying to flip it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, tough. Yeah. So like, it's tough. It is. Sometimes I've, I've messed it up so bad that I'll end up scrambling it. Oh, but well, that's what I did tonight. So like I sprayed the pan yeah. with pan and mm-hmm. I guess I, I didn't put enough on and the bottom all, all sucked so yeah. I, I just had to scramble it up but it was still good I rarely have like enough time in the morning mm-hmm. but like for another thing for a while I've always had come to these like self-improvement plans and for a while and this is when I opened Mayfair so a while back but I was like I'm gonna up every day at 5am and it's like I want to have time in the morning to like do Jeff stuff and relax like, and also like not relax. rush yeah and so one of the things I would do is I'd wake up and I'd listen to um, the BBC News on my phone and I get like British news and kind of like world news and I would make my omelet and I was like I would like really take my time with it like low heat like take like 20 minutes how to like perfectly do it and it was like a real morning ritual now, that I love can you sit at the, uh, at, the hey, at the eat that listen to the news uh huh Drink your coffee. Yep. And, like, do a I cro- did all these did things. Did you do a crossword puzzle, no, too? No. <laughs> I should have, but, like, I did not. No, I just kind of, like, listen to the news and, like, zone out and, like, oh. think about my day. I love to take my time in the morning. It's great. I, I cannot be rushed in the morning. You know, I take time. I, I make breakfast. I sit that at the table. I eat it. Make my lunch. You know? Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I got to take the dog out. Yeah. So... What time do you wake up in the morning? Um, like between seven and seven thirty. Oh wow! And I'm like out the door at like seven fifty eight. So I I, I now no longer myself. What time do you wake up? Uh, today I was up at uh, quarter to five. Wow, four forty five. Four forty five. There's like a line at five o'clock where like it's miserable. Like waking up at five oh one is fine. Yeah. Waking up at four fifty eight. I'm like I'm like five, my life is horrible. Right. Yeah. But like I, I, the alarm goes off at four forty five. I snooze for maybe five to ten minutes. Then I get up and I go to the gym. Wow. You always work out in the morning? Yeah, if I work out during the week I work out in the morning. Thank you. Wow, thank you so much. Well, I work out in the morning. Salad, yeah, bread. Because I find that I want to. Like much, it, it is better, but it's just hard. It's it's so much. The, the gym is much less crowded at in the morning. There's no. I get there sometimes, and there's me and one person there, and she's a pretty hot chick. Also, is there any energy that is the same energy of walking into your office having already worked out? Like there's not like you like I walk in there like I'm like storming the beach of Normandy like it's amazing it so rarely happens but that morning workout energy really puts me. I just love the fact that um, I know that I don't have to do it when I get home from work. I know. I could come home from work and the night's completely dedicated to me. <laughs> dedicated just to the mat. Yep. Because it is tough. Like like when you have to work workout, you give yourself so much time to talk yourself out of doing it. I do lunch workouts a lot. What? I do lunch workouts. 
and that's like halfway. Like, it, like I still sometimes talk myself out of it, but I, I have more time to do it. Well, we have a fitness center in our building, and I have considered quitting my local gym and joining that and going at lunch. What's stopping you? Um, I don't want to give up the membership at my building. Okay. How much is does it, is it expensive to just do two? Um, I probably could. It would probably be 70 bucks total a month. Not bad. But the the convenience of having a gym in your building, you, can, you can't beat that. Would you be able to do a workout every morning if you had to travel away from your home? Like, say your gym was 10 minutes away. That's That could be tough. Yeah. Just, like, having to walk into the air. <laughs> the like fact that I throw on clothes and walk down a flight of steps to go to the gym... Do you it's have? Fantastic. Do you? It's like a real gym too, right? It's, it's like City Fitness, isn't it's it? It's a City Fitness. Yeah, it's not like a building gym. No. Um, yeah, like I was in Florida this weekend, and like I had two like great workouts. So I was like, well, I'll wake up at six thirty. The gym's right there. Just walk right downstairs, do it. And there's like breakfast served to me right afterwards. Like it's a perfect. Why system. were you in Florida? For work. I was in Miami and then Fort Myers. Mm. Um, then you had to come home to this. Yes, terrible I came home weather. Now. Do you have a routine? Like, do you just go in, kind of like do whatever? Or you like do Monday leg day, Tuesday, blah blah blah. I have a routine. Okay. Do you do yeah. cardio every day or I cardio do. just some days? I card every time I go to the gym. I do cardio. How long? Fifteen minutes of the elliptical. Of okay. Do you feel like the elliptical is a good workout? I like it better than running. I like it better than running too because it's easier. But like, but I feel I like change, I get a better workout. I change, I change speeds a lot. You like do like re- high, high, high yeah. intensity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I like that. Yeah. Let me ask you an important question. Why did you choose creamy Italian? The woman said they have any salad dressing available, and you immediately were like, give me creamy Italian. I'm, I'm just, was just in the mood for it. <laughs> this is like my go-to dressing as a kid. Okay. Yeah. I'd say my go-to was oil and vinegar, mm. and then my like splurge is blue cheese. Blue well, cheese on being like craft salad. Oh, it's amazing. Blue cheese on the salad is probably top three dressing. Oh, yeah, it's number one, for sure. Like, if you're not factoring in, like, the fact that you've made your salad unhealthy by, like, adding fat to it, yeah, well, nothing better. I mean, a Caesar's great. A good well, most salad dressings are unhealthy. Yeah, it that's totally why I like oil and vinegar. It kills the nutrition of the salad. I mean, anything that's not cream-based is not terrible for you. Like, Italian dressing is fine. Yeah. Anything that... It's when they have the cream in that it gets bad. I'm also dipping my bread. I, I see. In I like. I just, I just, listen, man, we're at a diner. We're at the yeah. nacho. It's like it's fine. Um, we're going to a Sixers game. We're going to a Sixers game. We're eating ice cream with cookie dough in it. Like it's, it's we're good. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of like commit. You know, like if I'm gonna eat healthy, I'll eat healthy. If I'm gonna eat like a diner meal, I'm just gonna eat my diner meal and my ice cream and enjoy it. I had a banana. I had some grapes this morning. Some rats, some blackberries. So great. I'm good. I, I had a nice piece of toast this morning. Mm. You know. So did I. Um, so I recently discovered blackberries. Oh, like you didn't know they existed? Well, I never really <laughs> meant to try them. Okay, they're very I, good. Oh, they're fantastic. I, I love really like them. I eat them while I make my lunch. Oh, I like that. Uh, I like snack on them while mm-hmm. I make my lunch. They're very fun to hold. Like I like the little the texture. The texture, yeah. Yeah. So, question: We agreed that NBA is an important sport where you go to see a star. Mm-hmm. Is NFL the least sport? Like, would you ever... Have you ever thought to yourself, like, oh, man, I sure would like to go see Tom Brady play? I don't think with football we have that, really, that opportunity. Because they play 
eight teams a year at, at your home stadium, and it rotates every couple years. Is so, there a player that like you would go out of your way to say? Or not. Yeah. I agree. One, because there's just nobody that like, plays like that. Like, And two, football is one of the rare sports where it's fundamentally worse live. It is. It's, like, I... Oh, thank you. That was wonderful. Like, I love... Like, I, like Patrick Mahomes is thrilling to watch, right? Like, I, and, like, he plays kind of an exciting way. Wow, these, these are some intense knockouts. They are. Wow. But, like, I would rather see Patrick Mahomes play on TV where, like, the angles are better. Um, who is the most exciting football player you've ever watched? It's like watching. On TV? Mm-hmm. College or pro? Michael Vick. Really? Yeah. In his Atlanta days or his Eagles days? Probably Atlanta. He was, he was like something else. You know who mine is? Yeah. And I don't like college football at all. Reggie Bush at USC. Oh, wow. Probably one of the best college football games I've ever seen. The final against Texas? Yep. We were actually in Tom's basement watching that. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I was in, like... I remember I was at a hotel. But, like, it was the only time I ever regularly watched college football. Because Reggie Bush was, like... Like, it's it's the ultimate example of, like, how I don't understand football. Like, that dude was the most impressive football player I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I'm sure he didn't average, like, six yards a carry. But, like, it looked like he was, like, every single time I gave him the ball, he was getting, like, four to 17 yards. And then he was, like, a totally average... To NFL like player. bad NFL player. I remember like, when what, he like, was, what happened? I remember when the Texans weren't going to take him number one overall. It was like what? Yeah. And it's like, like that was such a great year. So like Liner, Vince Young, who just got a DUI, and um, and Bush. And none of them like Liner. Did he even like appear in like an NFL game? Yeah, I think. It, yeah, I just don't think he cared too much. He was like, you think he was out just getting with with chicks, you know? <laughs> yeah, he was too busy. You know, he had the good looks, so... You know what Vince Young does now? Does he speak to people about how, like, not to waste your money? (laughs) No, he has my job. He works as a fundraiser for the University of Texas. Do you think he's good at his job? I think he's exceptional. Well, I'm sure, like... Like, listen, he works at the athletics department. So, like, I'll tell you, as a university fundraiser, the number one hardest thing to do, get a meeting. Like, I spent all day emailing people asking if I could take them to lunch. I'm sure that Vince Young gets 100% of the meetings that he requests. Like, he's Vince Young. Um, you know, I don't know how disciplined he is <laughs> at, like, the work of, like, making the ask. But I would assume, yes, like, you know, like, it's not it's not the same because, like, LaSalle's not that good at anything. But, like, if Lionel Simmons called me and was like, hey, I want to take you to lunch. And at lunch was like, hey, I want, I want you to give money to LaSalle basketball. Like, I don't have much to give. But I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll train. Like, yes, I'm sure if, like, a Heisman winning you know, quarterback for, like, a football-crazy school was like, yeah, I'm sure he's been this guy, right? You have to be. You think... Yeah, I was going to say, do you think people just take the meeting just to take the meeting? I'm sure. No, I'm good. What would you do if you got an email from Tamir Nelson and the headlines at the subject line was, like, coffee or bunk with me? And he's like, hey, Matt, like, it's me, Tamir Nelson. <laughs> would you have to get together for lunch? I want to talk to you about St. Joe's Athletics. Um... I would definitely go. I would do exactly what we just talked about. <laughs> would you? I would go and not give anything. You wouldn't give him money? Mm-mm. Like, so, you, don't, you don't think he's, like, what if he's, like, got a great pitch? 
Like, I, you have some disposable income. I mean, I don't... I could maybe give him, like, 25 bucks. <laughs> so, you don't think he could talk you into, like, a thousand? No. <laughs> okay. So, St. Joe's... Uh, well, would I get that money back on my taxes? You wouldn't get a thousand dollars back, probably. But yeah, you can use it as a tax write-off. So, St. Joe's lost it. Well, Sal, basketball, right? Mm-hmm. They did. Well... The hawk is dead. I heard... So this guy I work with, he's semi-retired. He went to St. Joe's. He's really into basketball. He said that they want Jameer Nelson to be the next coach. Does is he currently coaching basketball anywhere? No. Wasn't he playing for Orlando like two years ago? Yeah, they said he said well he want, the problem is he still wants to play. I mean, I don't know, it's like a thing now, right? Like Penny Hardaway coaches yeah. like one of the top programs in the country and he's like no experience. So is um Patrick Ewing. I think you might have been an assistant coach somewhere. But, like, yes, essentially. Chris Mom, your mm-hmm. Johnny's. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I like it. Well, about about a star, like, the best player. I like player it in the, for the Johnny's thing because, like, it worked out. Like, he's a good coach. Is he doing well? Yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, he's as but good like, as... what if he doesn't do well? Is that going to just ruin his... Is that like hiring a family member to like a, on a job, do a job for you, and they do a really bad job, and your relationship <laughs> is strained because of it? You know, it would be pretty hard. Like, I think I no, like I can't imagine like, like I'm a St. John's fan, right? Like, I would not then like hate Mullen if he sucked. I'd be like, oh, that was weird when he's a coach. But it is like a weird thing. But like, college sports are so emotional, I would always support it. And it happened for LaSalle. Our best basketball coach ever was Tom Gola. Also our best player. Do you think that, like, the school's hoping they're going to get recruits that way? I think so. I think one of the reasons... I mean, recruiting is, like, the hardest thing in sports, in college sports. And most of it has to do with money over people. That's why everyone cheats. Yeah. Jalen Rose said when he was being recruited, the standard deal was $25,000 at an Escalade. Wow. So, like, right now, the next coach for Temple will be Aaron McKee. And, like, people think he's going to help with recruiting, and I'm sure he will, but part of me is also like, I don't know, man. What do you think he's going to give, like, $100,000 and a Porsche? <laughs> I don't think he's going to give anything. We have that kind of money. But, like, I don't think 17-year-old kids are like, gee whiz, Aaron McKee. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, he was like, you like, local guys. But, like, when was he even on the Sixers? He was on the Suns when he retired. He was on the Sixers, what, eight years ago? He was on the Sixers during the uh, finals run when he was the sixth man. With- we traded him for, uh, we traded, I think, Jerry, Jerry Stackhouse well. and someone else for Thea Ratliff and Aaron McKay. So what year would that have been? Um, late 90s? So... Most of the recruits would not have been born. <laughs> These kids are born in, like, the year 2000. That's wild. So, like, they might think to be like, well, I'm sure when Aaron McKee comes in, he's going to be like, hey, guys, like, I'm former Sixer Aaron McKee. But it's also not like, that, oh, man, like, I had your jersey and he's pretend to be you on the playground. Like, you were the sixth man on the team that didn't make the finals. You know that's AI's best friend? I didn't know that. Because there's a big... Temple undercurrent story of like 
we should hire AI as like recruitment specialists. AI, like he was. Uh, please. Oh yeah, thank you so much. How's the nachos? Good. Oh, they're really good. Yeah, excellent. Very enjoyable. Because like McKee was the only one that could get through to him. There's something else I Now you were saying like recruits are now like born in the 2000s. Yeah. You know what else I heard? What's that? Jameer Nelson's son is gonna go to St. Joe's and play basketball. Wow. Wait. How is that possible? I know. I remember when he was like running around the campus in diapers. Like, Jameer Nelson. Graduated in 2005? Four. Four? Did he have a baby in college? Yeah. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But, like, how crazy is that? How much time? Like, 12 years have gone by. It is crazy. I mean, I'm pretty close to my 15-year college reunion. That's cool. Where you go? No. I didn't go to the five or the ten years. I talked to everybody I like. That's true. I mean, like, my main social circle is people I went to college with. But so. you still sing every day. Yeah. My my uh high, my college reunion was at ladder fifteen. Did you go? Mm-hmm. Was it an enjoyable experience? Mm-hmm. It was okay. It wasn't like oh my god, what a night, you know. I'm bad at remembering people too. Like if I don't talk to you, it's a good chance I forgot your name. Like, and like half the people, I don't remember the names of kids in, like, in my classes and shit. And like half the people there, I didn't really even care to see. Yeah. Also, college is so weird. Like. I don't have that strong an affinity to my, like, class of 2005. Like, I had as many friends in, like, the classes right around me that I did in that one. True. Well, being, do you think that's because you weren't Brad? Um, probably, but also, like, I don't know. I think everybody's friends with, like, older people, like, outside of your friends in your dorm and shit. Yeah, I guess it, there's no real age... You know, everyone's, like, different ages, but you're all kind of in the same, mm-hmm. the same group. Do you think AI's legacy is going to remain? I think it's not. I think he's going to be completely forgotten. You think so? I don't think he'll ever get, be ever forgotten. I don't think he'll be forgotten, but like... I think, like, Embiid will surpass him as the best top... You know, you, I guess you figure it's going to be Moses, Doc, Embiid. Where do you have him now? On all time Who, Embiid? No. Um, yeah. Figure Will, Moses. No, there's no particular order. I'm just kind of why, saying Why that. Will, though? Like, I mean, obviously he's a great, but like... You think he's more of a Laker? Yeah. Well, he did play for the Sixers, so... He did, but like... So, let's see. Oh, the Sixers fan, like... Do you have any great... I mean, we're in a lie, but like, there's no, like, Will memories... The hundred point game. Yeah. So okay. All right. So you say I would not put him on mine for the record. Well, I'm just I'm just running. Through okay, run to through. Try it. to think of them. So you got Will Barkley, Doctor J. Yep. Moses. Moses. AI. And Embiid. We'll say Embiid. Just to throw his name in there. Six. If he retires is tomorrow, at, is there anyone else? Embiid's still in it. So you figure Doctor J is in, in top three. Moses. I, I think Doctor J's one. I think Dr. J is, like, the franchise. You think so? Where do you put Barkley? I don't know. I, to be totally honest, I actually often think of Barkley as a son. Um, so, it's Moses, it's Dr. J, Iverson, and... 
Dr. J, Iverson, Moses? Moses. Moses or Barkley. I mean, I don't see Embiid, but, like, then, I'm just being, like, like, <laughs> I mean, I would put Embiid. So those are, like, the top six guys. Yeah. Dr. J's got the, the only title. He's, like, the king. Moses has a title. Yeah, but, like, same team. Right. Um, like, Dr. J's got the title. You know, he's, like, the king of cool. Like, he played a cool way. Have you ever, by the, the way. A- the Afro. Yeah, the Afro. Have you seen the Dr. J documentary? I haven't. Oh, I don't think a, I have. It's, it's phenomenal. What, what's it about? It's just about Dr. J's life. It was on ESPN, but I don't think it was a 30 for 30. I think it was, like, just a documentary. Mm. Kind of like the Fab Five. Not a, not a documentary, but... Correct. Really incredible story. Like, all about how, like, his brother died when he was in college. And, like, he said that, like, when his brother died, like, he felt like his presence, like, became part of him. And, like, he was, like, two men at once. And, like, he was, like, better at basketball and, like... He had to, like, live for his brother, but also, like, use, like, the soul of his brother to become great. <laughs> it's, like, a really beautiful story. And then, at the end, he dunks. Like, he can still, like, he's, like, whatever, like, 80 years old. And, like, he ta- like they show his clips of him dunking. And then, at the end, like, will you dunk for us, Doc? And he, like, takes the ball out and he dunks it, like, <laughs> like kind of wearing, like, suit pants and, like, his gray hair. Is he in a playground, like, or? No, he's in a, he's in a, um, in a gym. And I'm, like, this is one of the in greatest. gym? I was, like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen on film, man. Dr. Day's still dunking. I think here's my case against AI. One, like the most meaningless period in NBA history. Like the post Jordan pre LeBron, like kind of universally agreed upon to be like pretty boring. Like it was mostly Shaq and Kobe games, Shaq and Kobe like winners. Like that weird year the Pistons won. Like nobody was watching basketball at the time. Kind of like the, the, the product was bad, they had the bad rep. AI kind of, like, personified the bad rap, you know? Like, the gangster, like, always getting in trouble. So it's a boring time in basketball history. He started the corners, right? He did. So it's boring time, and also it's a boring time dominated by two players. So, like, if if someone's going to, like, write a book report about, like, 2002 basketball, it's going to be about Shaq and Kobe. Second, he plays a style of basketball that is now completely gone. Like, not only is it gone, but it's, like, antithetical to, like, the idea of modern basketball, that, like, a high-use two-guard who just, like, shoots constantly, misses a lot, and, like, but, like, make, but like has a pretty good crossover and, like, scores. Like, people... Well, they it's had, like Westbrook. Like, people kind of shit on Westbrook because, like, he's inefficient, you know? Like, some people still like it, but, like, just the position's falling out of favor. And, like, he doesn't shoot threes. He's not efficient. Like, he doesn't get to the line a lot. Like... Well, the thing with, the thing with AI, it was virtually impossible to give him any help. Yeah. Because... Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Because he needed to have the ball the entire time and take all the shots. But also, like, did he need that? Or did he just, like, not playing good basketball? He... I mean, I guess you could say it's not good basketball. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you guys need anything else? I think uh, I am good. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much. Okay. I will. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. Can I have a fork? I think I... I... I think I used it in the in the app there. Thanks so much. No problem. Thanks. Um, all right, we're gonna take a break here. We eat and then uh, maybe we'll record on the car ride. All right, we're looking for uh, parking here at the Sixers game. Matt made a grievous error. I missed a key left. Missed a key left. Now we're we're turning around, but I think we're gonna recover pretty well. I hope um, so. 
surprise. Matt, big crowd tonight this for this is, game. This is pretty wild. I like, kind of thought we were going to be like a nice empty stadium, you know, like last time in Charlotte. I guess this is what happened. But it's a Tuesday night, which is weird. It is a Tuesday night. Do you think but people I, are here for the Toby and Joby? I guess um, this is what, Toby hap- and Bobby? what yeah. happens if you make a big time, have a big five. Yeah. We, do, we have a big, five. do we have a big five? It's, they're, they're, they were uh, named the Fantastic Five. I don't know. Reddick's the fifth one, I guess? Yeah. Reddick's kind of being left out. I don't know um, how I feel about that. You know what I really liked? For The, the only thing about the Phillies I like uh, was the best big four plus one. Um, big Joe? Fat Joe and the Terror Squad. They wouldn't... Uh, <laughs> Remember they would not? It was poor Fat Joe and the Terror Squad. They didn't want Joe Bland to be a part of anything, but then they... Uh, the rest of the, the pitching staff said they wouldn't do any press or special articles without Big Joe. And also, like, Joe Blaine was a very good pitcher. Oh, like, yeah. He was probably as good as Roy Oswalt was that season. Like, certainly Roy Oswalt was better overall. But, like, Joe Blaine's not like some fucking loser. Big Joe hit a home run in the uh, in the uh, World Series. I was at that game. Were you really? Yeah. I double dipped. <laughs> Did you ever hear about my double dips? No, tell me. So... Me and my brother and brother-in-law, we went to the Eagles game against the Falcons. And that night was game four of the World Series against Tampa Bay. And a guy was coming up trying to sell us Eagles tickets. And my brother-in-law goes, well, we already have Eagles tickets, but do you have any Phillies tickets for tonight? And he goes, actually, I do. So he had four, and my brother-in-law's friend came down. So he gave us, we bought four tickets. Two were the last row in the stadium. Uh huh. And two were first row of the stadium. Oh, wow. So for the first four innings of the World Series, I sat along the tarp. That's incredible. Yeah. It was pretty cool. What game was it? It was game, I want to say game four when the Phillies killed them. It was like 12 to 1. Wait, who did they play in that series? Tampa Tampa Bay. Bay. Okay. Yeah. I went, the only World Series game I've ever been to was the year they lost to the Yankees. Ooh, Subway Series. And that is not a Subway Series. That would be a Mets. This is the Phillies. Oh, well, well, I thought you said Oh, the sorry, Mets, sorry. So. No, that would not the 2001. The year, like 2011 when the Phillies lost to the Yankees? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, uh, 9. Oh, 2009. And it was game five. And if the Yankees won, it would have won the World Series. So I was pretty excited. Not that I care about the Yankees or the Phillies, but I was like, it would be neat to see a World Series winning game. Um, but the Phillies won and went back to the Bronx and ended up losing in six, I believe. But nonetheless, I got to see uh, I got now, to see a World Series game, which was pretty a, cool. As a Mets fan, is that your worst? Like that nightmare. was a classic, like rooting for like like nightmare like baseball rooting. to like stop being played. Right. Um, you have the Yankees, and I guess at that time the rival of the Phillies, a yeah. real heated rival. And at least rival. Yeah. I will say this, my Yankees hatred has really waned as I got older. Like, when I was a kid, I hated the Yankees so fucking much. And I really kind of stopped. I think part of it is just like, I don't live in New York anymore. Uh-huh. And part of the reason I hate the Yankees is honestly one of the reasons I hate the Phillies is like, the fans are obnoxious. Like, so many just like, yo, do, Gita. Like, like, annoying uh, kids you don't know shit about, like, baseball that I went to high school with. They just, like, love the Yankees and, like, all these, like, people who don't really know about baseball or care about baseball. 
but like wear the Yankee cap and like go to games and like get all excited about it, but like don't really know much about sports. Zita. Zita, yo, Zita's incredible. Yo, it's 3,000. Um, can you be a bro and help me get over? I sure can, Matt. Um, is this guy, is this guy? You're good. Go, go right, go right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. People, you are listening to this live radio merging. Right. Um, Jeff's being quite the, the wingman here. Yeah. We got to get over one more. I'm the co-pilot of the Golden Eagle. Can we get over one more? Because uh, this is where we actually need to go. You, this actually worked out you very can. well. You can. I mean, not yet, but like in general. So let's see if this guy in the white, white does not want to let you go. Let me see if I can do like a hand signal here. See if he'll let me start moving. I was gonna let. I you. mean, you know, we'll try. Hey, we're gonna go in. Oh, you're just telling him. I am gonna tell him. You're you're not asking. You're saying. I'm not. What it's really the doing. only way to do it. You just gotta let him know because this way he knows we're gonna go. So unless he wants to get in like an accident. <laughs> Although he does not really seem like he's he's gonna help out. And honestly, it looks like these cars in front. Like, this white guard two up seems like it's kind of screwing everything up here a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's the same way with the Phillies. It's, like, lots of, like, Franny's from from Frankfurt, Frankfurt you know, and, like, Patty's from Mayfair. They're like, yo, the Phillies. They're incredible. Steve Carlton. Um, and it's like, oh, watch out. You're getting pretty close to this guy in front of us. This is a bit of a mess. They're not, they're not. It's got to be like a zipper, man. Someone should be, yeah, you go every other one. Yeah. But I feel like people, Here the zipper is broken. people forget to do that. The zipper's stuck. That's driving one-on-one when you merge. It is driving You go one-on-one. every other one. Yep. Remember when uh, mm-hmm. when George's zipper gets stuck with his therapist? Matt, go. Oop, nope, this guy does not want to no. let us in, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, come on, yeah. lady. And she, see, she like, looks straight ahead, too. Is, so, it, like, is that a she? That was a woman, yeah. I thought it was a he. You're wide open. Us. You're wide open now. Yeah, George is, and he gets all upset because it was a new coat. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. This really finally burns the, me up. The therapist is like, coat. it's like, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> what was he there for? I don't know, but I remember he's like, my mother will be paying for this. I think just like his nerves. Is that when he saw uh, Elaine's Christmas card that he didn't get? With the nip? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> um, that was a classic episode, though. All right, we're now, that's we're now in. We are one step closer. Matt, how much does it annoy me that on the side of the, I was about to call it the spectrum, the Wells Fargo is the Flyers, the Sixers, and Villanova basketball? You hate Villanova basketball. I do, and also, like, they play somewhere else. Like, shut up with your fucking... Well, this is like uh, Georgetown playing at the MCI Center, or whatever they call that name. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm very mixed on how I feel about colleges playing their big games in pro arenas, so, like... St. John's plays all their big games at the Garden. Okay. Well, why why and, don't you like that? Well, part of it's like, I don't know. Is One, it, it kind of takes away from home field advantage. Okay. Court. And two is like, I don't know, you're like home arena is a special place. Like, it's cool to have like, have it there. Temple plays, if Temple plays like a very big team, it'll usually be down here. They won't play top 25 teams in the Accord Center, but like, I remember when we beat Kansas and they were number one. We played them, we played them here. How do you feel about um, seat five. What are you, seat four or seat six? I'm seat six. Right. How do you feel about um, all the the big five teams playing at the Palestra? I like it. Do you think that's cool? I do think that's cool. I like the Palestra. I like the, the tradition. I haven't been to the Palestra in a while. I went somewhat recently for work. I mean, not like probably like three years ago. But. I think the last time I was at the Palestra for a game was 
when St. Joseph was going on that run, I was selling. We were selling Sell your shirts. To, to Miracle on Fifty Fourth Street T-shirts. I told Tom that story recently. Doctor, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The co-host of the pod. I don't know how it came up, but I was like, Matt's so smart, man. I can't believe he came up with that shirt idea. And Tom's like, What are you talking about? I was like, Do you not know Matt's shirt story? And like, I told him, and he's like, That is very smart. Do you know that that shirt got us out of debt? Our that, fraternity yes. out of debt. And that's probably why it came up because we were talking about the I, fraternity. I mean, I didn't think of it personally. Another. One of my frat brothers, we were in the car together, driving back from Memphis. Yeah. And. It is a very cool idea. Yeah. And, you know, we got pulled in, like, a special meeting with the school. Oh, really? Because they needed to make sure that Jameer Nelson wasn't profiting off it. Oh, wow. Because we could have gotten him suspended. Have you ever heard the story about one of our friends and the syndicate? The what? The syndicate? No, what's that? Uh, so far, I'll tell you offline because I don't know if this person wants me to tell them the story. Can you use like on a the fake pod. code name? I'll just tell you in a second. Um, all right, we're like ten minutes in, so I think we recorded like a a solid like forty five minute podcast. What are you looking for? Making sure we're in the right lot. Oh man, I hope so. We're we're committed now. Yeah. All right, we're gonna sign out. Maybe we'll uh, we'll do a post game pod. Um, Chapter four. Matt, what do you think is gonna happen here? 13 seconds left in the game. I'm thinking we're going to see the standard 76ers play. JoJo and J.J. Reddick run the screenplay. J.J. is going to run around and beat and shoot a throw. Is he going to hit it? He is not. Let's see what happens, fans. Conclusion. So we're in the Wells Fargo parking lot after another disappointing Sixers loss to the Celtics, 112 to 109. Once again, Brad Stevens is Brett Brown's daddy. His literal father. When it comes to coaching. Jeff, tell me, what are your thoughts? Do you think that Brad Stevens is going to drop Brett Brown off at college and give him a sex talk on the way? I think so. Sitting down on the bed. Yeah. Do you think when Brett Brown wakes up in the middle of the night because he had a bad dream, Brad Stevens comes into the room and he's like, it's all right, son. Your dreams can't hurt you. Like, just remember that I love you because I'm your literal father. He owns Brad Stevens. So cool comic collective on the sidelines. Oh, it was so embarrassing. I got to tell you, that was one of those games where, like, obviously I'm more than happy we went. But at, like, at, at 10.50 at night, when you kind of want to be in bed and you're in traffic and the Sixers lost, it's like, why the fuck did I go? <laughs> like, get out of bed today. So, the, as usual, the Sixers needed a bucket, a three to win the game, or to tie the game. Yep. Did they have anybody wide open? And it didn't with go threes? Well. Why don't, Can you recap what happened? Yeah, give, so, give us your thoughts. so right after Matt's prediction that they would hit a screen for Redick, they, in fact, didn't even need to. Reddick just ran at the inbounds passer, was wide open, and they did not pass to him. They passed to JoJo, who was, like, being double-teamed, and then to Tobias Harris, who could t- who took, like, a double-team three. You know, the worst part... One, the Brett Brown's a fucking terrible coach. One of the worst things about this team is how many... How, Matt, how many times tonight did the strategy appear to be try to draw a foul when shooting a three? I feel like the Sixers were like, that's the only thing they practiced, was like, try to th- try to run into people while shooting threes to get free throws. You met, you mentioned on the way out that they have no philosophy, no offensive none, philosophy. None, none. It's they never just, clear what they're trying to do. 
They just Brett Brown just lets this team coach itself. Coach themselves. And they're not gonna coach themselves. They you just let them ah, go out, do what you gotta do. Yeah, pass the ball around. So we lose to Boston again. Again. Without Boston without without Kyrie. So we're we're three games into the new look Sixers. We're two and one. We're four games. With Denver, L.A., Denver, this game. Was there one more? I don't think so. Because Tom went to the Denver game. That was Friday night. Okay. Then L.A. Sunday. was Sunday. Yeah, and so then today. Three. Yeah, so three. So we're two and one. Nice nice big win against the Lakers. Good win against Denver, too. So, not, I mean, you know. A cl- close. It's just one game. Close game. If just they'd hit a few three throws, would have won. Cut down on the turnovers. I mean, the Celtics were hot. They had a lot of shots. I mean, they had a lot of shots when we played bad defense. But also, I would say they, they overperformed a little bit. Um, ultimately, Matt, we are 1-1 one one for live basketball. So, we need the rubber match to, to get a winning season here. What game do you think that should be? Um, it should be whenever your coworker gives us free tickets again. <laughs> or we could just... We get them at the, by the end of the year. Or, I mean, uh, you know, I'm always down to go to games. And we can just look at the schedule. There's virtually no NBA team. I don't want to go see. So, anytime we can go see a game, I'm in. But you know what one of the highlights of that game was? What? Of the Wells Fargo experience The was? many attractive women at the Wells Fargo Center? Yes. But the... Uh, the ice cream? Yeah. yeah. The Jack and Jill cookie, uh, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. The, it's fantastic. It's the best part of the Sixers game. I used to be into getting the Big Lorenzo slice. Oh. Now I'm all about the ice cream. I mean, that is the... Matt invited me to this game this morning... I was super excited to see my beloved 76ers. But I was also like, damn, I'm going to get some good ice cream later. And I really thought about it the other day. When I had lunch, I was like, eat light. You're going to eat ice cream later. Yeah, I eat light. Yeah, you got to. I had some grapes in the afternoon. Do you think that after Tom hears these recordings, including a live recording in a fucking loud basketball game, and it's crystal clear. And in the the Oregon Diner. He'll be more on board with doing pods anywhere. I hope so. I hope this is the turning point. Well, also, for no other reason, like, the main reason we always go to Tom's house is the computer's there. I, I feel like we can just record these, like, on our phone anywhere. Like, this is really good. I think we... Look at the Celtics fan just running around the parking lot like an idiot. Yep, you say something to him. Look at him slapping hands. Wow, this guy's a real clown. Look at him. He's so from Boston. He's so from Boston. He loves Boston. This dude loves Tom Brady. Uh-oh, he's opening Uh-oh. people's doors. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, he's going to fight this guy. Is there going to be a fight? In the oh, my God, are we going to see a fight? That would be amazing. We got someone wearing an Embiid jersey versus Jalen. Oh, wow, you see that? He tried to get into a stranger's car. That's pretty wild. Matt, you're so, Matt, you're in good shape. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, I get winded walking up the steps, though. You know, it's really weird. I feel like there's no correlation between being in great shape and walking up the steps. Like, I've, like I read, like, fitness blogs and stuff sometimes, and there'll be people who write in, like, Hi, like I can run a two fifteen marathon. Like, why do I get winded walking up the steps? Like, Are you serious? One hundred percent. I do think that, like, I mean, to some degree, I, I, I don't think like like JJ Reddick gets winded, but you know, I, I do. I've heard a lot of people who are like in very good shape who say get winded walking up steps. I, when I I take the subway to work every day, so I get off the subway, I go up one flight of steps, then I go up two more flights of steps, okay, then a third, another flight to get out on the street. City Hall. Yeah, a lot of steps to City Hall. Those steps are weird. The long steps? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Really weird. I but agree. I'm, I'm so winded when I when I go up those steps. I try to walk up the stairs at work. I work on the third floor, and I try to walk up. You know, just for a little extra yeah. steps. Some extra steps? 
Um, and I don't mind that. I'll tell you, it was when I lived in New York City, it was awful. There were a couple subway stops where you were like walking up and down steps, and it was like seven or eight flights. It was terrible. Um, Matt, if you were Jack, if you had like visible, like 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 arm muscles. Would you go to a 76ers game wearing a jersey with no shirt on? No, that, I was thinking about that when we were getting our <laughs> ice cream. You saw that dude too? He, but he was wearing the answer jersey. Oh, well, I didn't see back, that. It said the answer. And which, I looked and I was like, he was jacked, but I'm like, you still look like an asshole. So you I, actually look like more, like if you were like a like kind of a slob, I'd be like, that's charming and funny. Like you look like more of a dick for wearing it like that. I saw, when I went to the Sixers Celtics playoff game over the summer, there were so many bros oh, wearing city. just the jersey with no shirt on underneath. Matt, I love that your office gives us this elite parking. We're going to be out of this lot really fast. You think so? I feel like it's moving kind of slow. Uh, I mean, listen, we're still leaving a basketball game, but like we're almost there. Whose limo do you think this is? Do you think this is Kendall's? I think it's Prince. Prince? Came back from the dead? Whenever I see a limo, as a little kid, I'm always like, I wonder if it's Prince's. <laughs> I guess I need it. I don't know. It's just like who I associated with limos. Um, I guess I'll have to assume a new person. Um, yeah, I think it's Kendall Jenner's, and I think like her and Ben are gonna hook you think up. They're in there it. making out. Do you think it, it'll be like? Remember when David Silver cheated on Donna because she wouldn't? She wanted to be a virgin, so he had sex with a music promoter at a music festival in the back of a limo, and like wow. Donna opened the door and they were in there, and he's like, Donna, <laughs> you don't understand. You but know, you know she did understand. You know what else uh, that limo reminded me of? What? Did you ever see the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode where Will goes to the Laker game and with the reporter who I think is, uh, Vivica, was it Vivica A. Fox? I don't know. I don't and remember she, this one. Uh, she gives birth in the back of the limo. I think I do remember this one. <laughs> who was it? She was like a famous model. Who played Will's college girlfriend? Uh, with the short hair? No, she had like long hair and she always wore like flannels and like hats, like beanie hats. Oh, uh, Tyra Banks. Was that Tyra Banks? Yeah, it was Tyra Banks. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were friends from uh, Philly. Did I ever uh, tell you that I met Tyra Banks at the mall? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a classic, like, dumb 15-year-old. So we saw Tyra Banks in the mall, and me and my friends were all like, Hey, Tyra, we loved you in higher learning. <laughs> and, then we, <laughs> and then we all started cracking up like it was the best joke ever. What did she say? And Tyra Banks was like, thanks. Not having any of it? She was just like, hmm. This guy, like, smiled, like, because we were, like, snickering. Yeah, you giggled. Yeah, we're like, hey, yeah, Remy, you know? Like, um, and we're almost out of the parking lot. This is phenomenal. Um, in every TV show, universally, I like the college years. Love the now. Do you know college years? Loved when the Fresh Prince was in college. Remember that? They had, like, all they did was add one new set, that, like, cafe bookstore. And they just kind of hung out in all the time. Yeah, they, what, they had a... Uh... What was the fake college you went to? L.A. University. Was it? They were like the Peacocks. Carlton was the Peacock. That's right. Why did him and Carlton go to the same school? Because I know why. Uh, so, well, I guess U, U of L.A. was, on, you know, what, what Will could get into. But Carlton well, had an interview for Princeton. Okay. And he seems like a Princeton man through well, and through. His, he's bloodline. That's where uh, his dad went. Oh. He would have been a legacy. But he got all nervous because Will interviewed so well for it that he tried being like Will. Oh. And he threatened to kill the admissions officer. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he didn't have, like, another? Like, he couldn't have gone to, like, 
Cornell. Not, not <laughs> that Princeton. That was it. That was it. Oh man, poor Carl ended up at LAU. And then uh, remember they would let him into the frat because it was black enough. And then yeah. Uncle Phil, Uncle Phil came in and like told him, gave him like I learned a lot from that show. Like when Uncle Phil gave a speech at the end, I was like, all right, man, this is interesting. Now I know. They they hit on some uh, on uh, some some interesting points. You remember the one where. It was probably like the first season or the second season where they were driving. Will and Carlton were driving the Mercedes to Palm Springs. I do remember and they this. Got, yeah, they, they got, got pulled, pulled over, over. Yeah. And Will knew that they were going to get a rest profile that they stole it. And Carlton kept like he didn't realize it. Yeah. And then uh, I remember at the very end, uh, Uncle Phil goes. I thought the exact same thing the first time I got pulled over and that the cops were just doing their job. Yeah. And basically, Uncle Phil knew that just getting pulled over because they're black. Do you remember when Will spent the summer in Philly and he came back and the new style was wearing a jail outfit? Yeah. And it was real controversial. And he had, he had, and he had like cornrows, uh, he had, right? He had cornrows. Yeah, that was wild, man. And he was playing loud music at the at the party. Do you remember... I'm not even going to say do you remember, I know you remember it. Do you agree a top five moment in TV history? I know, be- I know what you're going to say. Better than when Dylan got into a sword fight in South America <laughs> and Jonesy crashed through the window to get his money back from the con man who had stolen it by pretending to be in a Save the Bay nonprofit is Breakout Lucille. Wow. I, I love that. Bre- Jeffrey, Breakout, Breakout Lucille. Breakout Lucille. And then, like, good loving starts playing. <laughs> and you see his big chubby fingers. Yeah. Uh, making all the shots. And isn't he, like, eating a hoagie at, like, one point and making a shot? Like, uh, let's play another game. I mean, I, I want another chance. Let's play another game. Uncle Phil! I don't know. You know, my time is very valuable. I couldn't possibly play another game without upping the ante. How much? Let's say a nice round figure, like $100 a ball. A hundred dollars a ball? That's right, Uncle Phil. <laughs> okay. hundred dollars a ball. <laughs> you got yourself a game. <laughs> Jeffrey? Break out, Lucille. Like that is good. It's not cheesy. He he's he's Will Smith's good of actor to sell the scene. That's what he showed his range. He did. His but breakout, but breakout Lucille doesn't never fails to bring me joy. Like I, it, it's like it's one of those things that like it's so great because it shouldn't work. It should be so cheesy. But like if that were on right now, I'd be like, all right, man, breakout Lucille. Breakout <laughs> Lucille. Breakout Lucille. Did he explain why he was good? Is he like, I, I hustled in law school or something? Or he's like... At the frat house? Or he just know. was like a great bull player. I guess he was just... He's like dancing and shit. <laughs> oh, man. Uncle Phil's a great guy. Rest, I, I like the Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Is he dead? Oh, yeah, he died. You know, he was the voice of Shredder. He was, I was going to tell you he was the voice of Shredder, yeah. He was a great... He was also... Did you ever see License to Drive? The Corey Haim movie? Corey Feldman? Okay. Do you know that movie? Yeah, I know that movie. Remember he played the driving instructor? Uh, I if do this, not. 
So the driving test in that movie was Uncle Phil puts a cup of coffee on the dashboard and he goes, if this cup of coffee spills, you fail. And Corey Feldman That's impossible. <laughs> of course it's impossible. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with, like, driving. <laughs> but, you know, it was a mid-'80s Corey Feldman picture. You know what else uh, Uncle Phil was in? What? The Brady Bunch movie. Was he? Who he was he? He played one of the neighbors. Like, random neighbors. Those were good movies. You think so? Yeah. Marsha was pretty hot. He was. You know what my favorite line from the first Brady Bunch movie is? What? I, st- I use it to this day. Okay. So... They're talking about, uh, so it's real grunge, you know, it's yeah. set in, like the grunge 90s era. And they're all at the school, they're checking out Marsha as she's, she's strutting through the cafeteria. And her na- and the neighbors uh, go, yeah, she's my neighbor. She's harder to get into than a Pearl Jam concert. <laughs> I like, uh, remember when he went to the architecture firm and everything he designed just looked like his house yeah <laughs> the gas station the quickie mart yeah and they go to Sears for fun <laughs> they do go to Sears for fun Sears man oh. Marsha breaks her nose with the football she did break her nose with the football it's a really genius idea to bring back Janet the, show. the fake boyfriend Joe Glass Joe Glass well you remember a lot of details of the Brady Bunch and Brady Bunch 2 movies I know good flicks yep yep alright Matt well I think we're going to sign off on this very special episode of The Docket uh, this was live. Expect more live episodes. I'm, we were, I'm hoping that we can we recorded this show, so expertly. Take the show on the road. Go to different restaurants. Eat. Talk. I agree. All right, we'll sign it off here on the docket. Goodbye, everybody. Good night.